Maybe big data has gotten too big. Whether you're a B2B marketer or a consumer brand, your data needs to be viable, relevant, and accessible so that Starista can help you retain customers, acquire customers, and make it personal. Welcome to the Marketing Stir Podcast by Starista, probably the most entertaining marketing podcast you're going to put in your ear. I'm Vin, the producer here at Starista. The goal of this podcast is to chat with industry leaders and get their takes on the current challenges in the market. And we'll have a little fun along the way. In today's episode, Casey Herbis, Chief Marketing Officer at Rocket Mortgage, chats with us about being bold with taking risks and investing in new technology to help build a brand. Give it a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Starista's The Marketing Stir. I feel like it has been such a long time since I've talked to you, but that's impossible. I come to you every single week. Thank you so much for listening, my friends. It's been great. Thank you also. I love the emails that I've been getting. I also love it's conference season. People are back out there. And guess what? Thank you for coming up to me and telling me how much you love the marketing stir. That's a first for me. That rarely happens. A little bit in New York City because of the stand-up comedy thing, but very minor. My wife hates it, by the way, when people come up to me. I'm like, come on, it's so rare. Leave me alone. Anyway, it's so good to be here. I am riding solo today, ladies and gentlemen. My commander-in-chief, my CEO, Mr. A.J. Gupta, is not here. I believe he is in the Boston area, close enough to New York City. You'd think he'd come in for a visit. You know, I sound like my mother, you know. Would it kill you to call? Anyway, it's great to be back. Let's pause just for a second to talk about Strista. We only talk about Strista for like 13 seconds, 13 seconds. Strista, we are a marketing technology company. We own our own B2B data, B2C data and our own technology. We help customers get new customers through our email marketing platform, through our DSP, through Connected TV, OTT, display, email me, vincent at strista.com. You do email me for that, inquiring about the company. You also email me about guest suggestions. You also email me to speak into the microphone a little bit closer. I'm like, I'm pretty much eating this thing. So thank you for the feedback. It is great to be here, ladies and gentlemen. Also, quick announcement, you will also be able to see me May 3rd, this episode. It's gonna be right before uh, the day after. It airs May 2nd, May 3rd. You will see me on, com- on uh, not comedy, I was gonna say comedy and cocktails. That is a whole other show that I've done in the past, comedy and cocktails. No, this is coffee and conversions, CNC, nonetheless, CNC Music Factory. Remember them? They were great. What happened to them? Comedy is not what I'm doing on there, although maybe a fun anecdote, but coffee and conversions with the great Meg Ugenti. She was a past guest, so tune into that. That will be, there'll be a webinar for that. There's a link, you'll see it, but that is uh, where I'll be, May 3rd. Also, my wife's birthday, May 3rd. I haven't forgotten, Lauren. You're, You're the best. You don't listen to this, but it's okay. Also, ladies and gentlemen, an amazing guest today, an amazing guest. I'm so glad he is here. I talked to him before. We never met in person. That'll change. We'll bond over football. We'll bond over our love of Tracy Morgan. We'll get to that in a moment. But ladies and gentlemen, please welcome from Rocket Mortgage. Yeah, that Rocket Mortgage. If you don't know who they are, you live under a rock, pun intended. But the chief marketing officer, Casey Herbis. What's going on, Casey? 
Hey Vince, uh, good to see you again here uh, again today. Sorry, AJ's not here, but this will that, that way we'll just we'll be able to bang out more questions and uh, you know spread some love and you know marketing stir knowledge. So thanks for I, having me here today. Yeah, no, it's good to see you again, Casey. I love you know the, your love of sports. I see if you're tuning in to us on YouTube, most of you consume us via audio, and uh, great, we appreciate that as well. He's got the Barry Sanders Detroit Lions helmet, the legend. Nine years, that's all he needed. The goat. The goat, I think so. Uh, a lot of people, yeah, you know, the him, Dickerson, uh, Peyton. I like Sanders. Sanders was like, I'm gonna rock this out in nine years. Watch, Casey. We'll get an email. I'll get an email, not you. People are like, what about Emmett Smith? Exactly Boy, Cowboy right. fans. Yeah, they're interesting people, Cowboy fans. But I love the Aaron Donald helmet back there. You know, Rocket Mortgage, you know, sponsoring Super Bowl. That was uh, last year's or the year before, technically, right? But uh, anyway, it's great to see you here. Casey, let's get right into it because uh, Rocket Mortgage, people certainly know Rocket Mortgage, but in your words, talk about Rocket Mortgage and then your role as chief marketing officer. We'd love to yeah, so, learn more about that. Yeah, I, I joined uh, Rocket Companies, which Rocket Mortgage is part of Rocket Companies. It'll be six years, actually, you know, next week. Uh, and it's been a wild, crazy, awesome ride. Uh, prior to that, I spent 25 years in automotive. You know, I'm born and raised a Detroit guy. And when you're born and raised in Detroit, you work in automotive. I mean, you know, Right next to your, uh, you know, your binky, you get a you get a set of car keys, and so <laughs> everyone's destined to work uh, in automotive. And I did that for 25 years, and you know, lo and behold, I, I was blessed enough to be uh, offered the opportunity to move about 35 miles down I-75 to downtown Detroit, and uh, join uh, what was then, you know, Quicken Loans, now Rocket Mortgage, mm -hmm. and um, you know, Rocket Mortgage, Rocket Companies. Uh, we're a 37-year startup, if you will. You know, our chairman and founder uh, started uh, what was called Rock Financial, then Quicken Loans, and now Rocket Mortgage. 37 years ago, Dan Gilbert, a lot of people know Dan from mm -hmm. um, certainly Quicken and Rocket, but also as the uh, owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, and, you know, drafted LeBron, got LeBron back, lost him again, uh, but, you know, rolling towards the playoffs. And, you know, we're, uh, we're, a, Vince, we're a large company. Um, we've got 20-some-odd thousand uh, team members, primarily in Detroit, but also Cleveland, Phoenix, Charlotte, around the country. We're actually a larger employer than uh, General Motors in downtown wow. Detroit, which is interesting. And we have over 100 companies within our portfolio. Um, a lot of folks know us, obviously, for Rocket Mortgage, but uh, and we also have other fintech brands, which we'll talk about, that we support here as the Rocket uh, in-house uh, marketing team. But we also own companies like StockX, right? Uh, if you know StockX, sneakers, the stock market of everything, sneakers, bags, shoes, collectibles, um, you know, 100 Thieves and Esports, Dictionary, Thesaurus.com, Gas Station TV, Rob Report, Shinola. I mean, a lot of interesting companies within the portfolio, but, you know, the primary focus of us here at Rocket uh, in downtown Detroit is in the fintech space, starting with mortgage, trying to help Americans achieve their American dream every single day. I, I love that. I love that explanation. And I love, I feel like Detroit is like the American dream. It's where, you know, automobiles, you think of like hardworking people. I love Shinola. It's right here in the neighborhood in New York City. Uh, I own a watch from there. I, I, I love it. And, and yeah, it's, it's great. And, and yeah, you know, hey, you got LeBron back and they, they want a championship. That's awesome. You, you love like Cleveland and Detroit. There's like, those are just areas. They're know, very, you know, you know yeah. by flight, it's across, it's a 25 minute flight across the pond, three hours to drive it. But, you know, so I'm a Detroit guy all the way through, but uh, I, I'm a Cleveland guy on the secondary. And 
you know, you're right about Detroit, Vince. Like I'm born, I'm a very typical um, Detroit kid in that my grandparents, both, both my grandparents and my in-laws, they immigrated to the, the U.S. and they got jobs in the factory. The, the middle class was born in Detroit. Yeah. You know, back when Ford Motor Company and General Motors and Chrysler, I mean, that afforded a lot of people a middle class life. Um, and, you know, that's where at, at certain points, Detroit was two and a half, three million, you know, the city was built to handle two and a half, three million. Obviously, the size is not there today, but, you know, that's also part of our story is, um, you know, being part of the uh, urban renewal and rejuvenation mm-hmm. of a great American city like Detroit. We've seen it, you know, we've seen it out in New York and whether, you know, Brooklyn, Harlem and the Chicago on the west side. I mean, there's you can you know, you can go around major metros around the U.S. and you know, and talk about those type of uh, rejuvenation and renaissances. And we're in the midst of one right here in downtown Detroit. And uh, it's it's awesome to work for a company and a, a culture that um, does so much for the city. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it does so much for, for the city in a variety of different ways, including, you know, uh, helping people, you know, finance their dreams and live their dreams out of home ownership. So that's uh, just one of the things, obviously, you do. But let's take a step back, Casey. We ask all of our guests this. It's one of our guests' favorite questions. There's about two or three questions that we ask all of our guests. But how did you get started in marketing, right? Is you know, yeah. CMO there for six years, which is obviously you're doing something great, something really good. Because, you know, the CMO, that, that's longevity. That means you're, you're making a difference there. How did you get into this? Is it a straight path? Like, I studied marketing, and here I am. It's usually not yeah. the case. Usually not the case, but tell us. Yeah, great, great question. I'm actually a rarity, uh, Vince, in that I was an advertising major in college, um, in which, <laughs> you know, uh, I'll, it'll be 30 years actually next month uh, when I graduated from Michigan State. And, uh, you know, I, I go back, actually, I'm going up tomorrow. I'm on the alumni board for uh, mm-hmm. the College of Commerce Arts and Sciences. And you don't find many people that, you know, they, they were advertising majors and 30 years in. A lot of times when you meet, um, you know, senior level marketers, they it wasn't a very clean path, if you will. Um, you know, and I started like everyone else right out of school, like, you know, tra- working for free, uh, you know, as a traffic coordinator, I used to send TV spots to, you know, TV and radio stations back before there were computers. So we did things over fax and, you know, uh, some, some, you know, uh, you know, computer system, Lord knows what the operating system was, but, um, you know, people ask me a lot, Vince, like, well, how do you, did you want to be? And did you think you were going to be the answer a CMO? And the answer is no. And even though I've also been doing this for 30 years, Vince, um, what I also share with folks is like, I don't know what else I want to be when I grow up and that's okay. Um, I, I had this fallacy that when I graduated from school, someone's going to sit down with me and almost like process map out my life and my career. Mm-hmm. The day, and I just met with a bunch of students from Michigan state. They were here the other day. And I was like, the first time anyone sits down with me and process maps out my life or my career, that will be the first day. And, you know, and people, well, how'd you get here? I'm like, you know what? I, I, a couple of things. One is when I started in this business a long, long time ago, the world was a lot more simple. It was TV, radio, newspaper, right? Mm-hmm. The media world was very finite. Um, and then obviously as you know, all of a sudden we started to ask ourselves like, all right, outside of the dark web, could digital be used in e-commerce? And I was an early adopter of like, and I was in the automotive, like, well, how could, how will people's mindsets start to shift with the internet? When it comes to cars, I remember sitting in meetings 20 plus years ago, laughing at the notion that people will buy cars via the internet. 
we're like, well, we'd be surprised if people buy shoes. This, you know, mm -hmm. and but you know, you, you look back on those moments and you you kind of chuckle it to yourself. But over time, anytime the emerging technology, a new way of doing things, and the in the immersion of whatever and the immersion of whatever it might be, I've always like, I want to learn. I want to learn. And how could this, you know, how could this make me a better marketer? How could this help the business, the client, or whatever piece of business I'm working on? So, you know, now as as I sit here and I think about you know, I've done it all and I'm second or third best at everything. I'm not first best at anything. That's what also being a leader, I think being a true leader is, is you surround yourself with others that are very, very good at what they do. And you serve your, you, you serve them as a humble and a servant leader to help them do the best job they can to help either the business, the company, the client or whatever. It might be. So, I mean, it's just, that's where I, I, I don't freak out that, you know, I don't know what I want to do next. I think sometimes when you talk with particularly younger people, they're like, I don't understand. I'm 25 and I don't know, like, I'm like, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> like it will be okay. Everything happens in life for a reason. I'm a firm believer. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm the same way. And I, I'm, you know, I knew I liked you because uh, I'm unique in that sense too, where I actually studied, like I studied communications, broadcasting, marketing, and, uh, you know, look, we're on a podcast right now that I'm hosting. It's like, yeah, we're doing everything where, you know, I, I did that. But but still, I never feel like I know what I want to do when I grow up. I, I, I truly believe that. That's uh, that's great advice. I'm glad you're giving back to your alma mater there because we do have a lot of students who listen to this and uh, and they always appreciate when when people are doing that. So that's great. Casey, let's talk about you know, different marketing channels, right? This is the marketing yeah. stir. So we get into the nitty gritty here. Obviously, you know, people know Rock and Mortgage, you're watching television, you're watching the Super Bowl. We'll get into that in a moment. But what are some other channels that people might not know that Rock and Mortgage is, is in that have been yeah. working for you? Great, a great question, Vince. And I will tell you, um, I would be hard pressed for you to say, you know, to give me a channel that we haven't been in, tested, or um, we're in the process of being, um, in which I, you know, we're very blessed here at Rocket. Um, budgets are healthy, as you mentioned, you know, people see us a lot. Um, you know, share of voice is very strong. Um, I'm very thankful that, you know, our executive leadership, you know, with like Dan Gilbert and our CEO, Jay Farner and Bill Emerson, like they, they see the value of having a healthy brand. Um, in which, uh, you know, we've been, we invest heavily in this brand. And when it comes to channels, we're, we're, you know, again, knock on wood, even in these challenging times, we are a 365, 24 seven advertiser. Um, we might not be as deep as we were a year or two ago, um, you know, in some of the channels, but um, to answer your question, we have, we're in all the channels, right? Uh, we're, we're still primarily, if you will, a, a heavier linear broadcast marketer, uh, you know, we'll call it the traditional media channels, mid upper funnel in broadcast linear, uh, linear audio, both terrestrial and streaming, We're investing more and more, obviously, in the connected OTV, OTT space. Um, you know, the world is going to much more one to one targeting. And then if you were to ask like, hey, what's your TikTok? What's, you know, your TikTok strategy and merging, emerging media? I am a big fan of testing and learning. Um, I'll never forget, like four years ago, as I was, I was watching TikTok, I was like, okay, I'm now at the point with TikTok where I don't feel like it's going to be a platform that, you know, has a moment in the sun and then uh, that then goes away. So what are we going to do? And I gave my team, I don't know, $100,000, $200,000, something like that. And I was like, 
come back with a TikTok plan. You're not going to screw up the brand. We're not going to, you know, like we have to like, why not learn now? Yeah. And I believe in what we'll call TikTok in the space at that time, like where that's going to go. Obviously you've seen the other big portals try to, you know, come with their own competitive products. And so I'm always a fan of like, as we see emerging technologies come about, like let's invest, let's test and learn. And we're not going to, you know, worst comes to worst is we, we make an investment. And it doesn't have a, a ROAS or maybe, a, you know, it affects our CAC a little bit, but that's okay. Yeah. How else are you going to know unless you try? And let's take some, let's not be afraid to take some risks. Yeah, we, we love that. And I know our listeners will, will love hearing that because it's kind of, you know, even in these uncertain times where people are like, well, what should I do? It's still, still test. You still have to. How do you and not, you don't know. I mean, people, exactly. I, I can't tell you how many times, you know, sit at conferences, as you mentioned, and people are like, well, you know, game esports was one where I, I went, we were very early in the esports as a brand. And still, I mean, I sit in meetings and I'm like, how do you know unless you try? Yeah. What's the worst exactly. that's going to happen? I mean, you got, you know, obviously I mean, it all depends on budgets and, mm -hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. But man, unless you know, like jump in and learn, uh, yeah. you know, and that's the best way to find out. And you have to, I mean, you look at a, the, something like TikTok, where I remember we were talking to a brand uh, that it was very traditional brand. And we were like, you're on TikTok. They're like, yeah, this is the future uh, bakers of the world. The electronic, these are the, you know, this is the future people are going to be buying. We're looking into mortgages in, in the future. So, yeah, you got to try that. Let's talk about, uh, we were fortunate to have uh, about four or five companies on this podcast that have done Super Bowl commercials and mm -hmm. been in that in that space. And what what was that like? I, I love the, as we were saying before, I love the one with Tracy Morgan in it. That was great. But uh, are you part of that? Are, are, talk to me about your involvement in that and what that was like for Rocket Mortgage. Yeah, I've been, um, since I've been fortunate, I think I've been fortunate to lead, uh, I think eight Super Bowl campaigns in my career, four at, uh, three or four at Fiat Chrysler, and then four here at Rocket. Um, the first year we did here with Keegan Michael Key, uh, the next, mm -hmm. and then two years later uh, with Tracy, uh, with Tracy Morgan and uh, Jason Momoa with uh, yeah. Get Comfortable. And then in 2022, um, you know, we saw this earlier, right? Uh, with, uh, Barbie. Yep. Uh, Barbie and Anna Kendrick and um, Super Bowl is no joke. It is the uh, easily the worst 60 seconds of my life, uh, you know, knock on wood in the course of a year and that it's seven, eight months of work and, you know, um, not seeing my family and stressing of which, you know, that moment comes in the game and, you know, America's got your vote. And uh, it's a, uh, it, it is an arduous process. It's not for the faint of heart. It's very expensive, obviously. I mean, you know, the average cost of a 60 plus the production, plus, you know, the, uh, the sides and the desserts that go along with a Super Bowl campaign, mm -hmm. you know, it's 20 million bucks in 60 wow. seconds, if you really add it up. And, um, you know, of course, you know, what is that return on that? And, you know, for us, the process usually starts in May or June. Um, we're an in-house agency here, Vince. I've got a hundred people in creative and wow. they pitch, but I also have, uh, external agencies pitch as well of which, you know, at the end of the day, if you're going to make that kind of investment, you have to be guaranteed you have the best idea uh, for that platform. And uh, we'll start off with about 150 ideas and, you know, over three, four rounds, we whittle it down. We ultimately, you know, we get to a point where you know, we've got a very short list and we're trying to line up talent and, you know, directors, whatever it might be. And you ultimately go with one and then it's hold your breath. <laughs> and then, uh, wow. 
hold your breath and uh, go for it. I mean, again, it's a, it's, it's, it's a monumental um, undertaking for a brand. If you think about it, there's only 65 brands that advertise every Super Bowl, and you know, like CMOs uh, jobs are won and lost the next day. And uh, I wake up I, when I leave uh, to come to the office because I don't go to the game if we're in the game. I'm here. I work. Uh, we want to. We run a 50-person war room. Um, you know, digital, social, PR um, until about three o'clock in the morning every Super Bowl. And wow. when I kiss my wife and kids goodbye that day, I tell them, I go, just let you know, I got to have a 50-50 shot of, uh, you know, like, you know, hopefully I'll, I'll still be the CMO here uh, tomorrow morning, but America will tell us. Yeah, no, oh, wow, because that, that was going to be my next question, Casey. He's like, are you going, are you at these games? But no. it's almost like, you know, as, you know, the no. uh, NFL draft is, you know, coming and going here, it's, it's, you're in the war room. I love that. Yeah. Uh, that's, I, would, uh, I put, yeah. I put too much work in, I put too much work in to go to the game and enjoy myself. Um, I have hundreds of people here that have been part of the process and I'm here with the team uh, to work and to celebrate here together. I don't, yeah. I don't need to be in this. I love going to the Super Bowl. make no mistake. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I went this year, we weren't in the game. I went this year to enjoy myself and it was pretty stress-free. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you what, I got the itch. I love, I, I love the Super Bowl itch. Yeah, no, well, let me just tell you, you know, the, those are very memorable commercials. You, you, you're, you know, knocking it out of the park. That's, that's, uh, that's awesome. Thanks for giving us a, a peek under the hood there. Uh, also, so Casey, Rocket Mortgage, right? Now, the, you know, mortgage industry, interest rates, right? You've been hearing a lot of this. How has Rocket Mortgage been able to kind of combat that and stay ahead of the competition, stay different from the competition? Um, another great question. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, we're America's largest retail lender. Uh, we're fortunate we not that really rolled out uh, in our Super Bowl in 2018. And um, make no mistake, 20 and 21 were pretty good years, right? I mean, interest rates, you mm -hmm. know, dropped to historic lows and you saw a wide, um, you know, a wide rush uh, when it came to refinancing. The housing market uh, is still very strong you know, equity and people in equity and homes. Um, now, granted, obviously, interest rates have gone, you know, been going the other way, if you will, since really Q1, Q2 of last year. Um, and so that makes it more of a challenging market for refinance. But the housing market and uh, the ability for people to build wealth through uh, equity or using equity to to uh, remodel or whatever it might be is still very strong. So the purchase market is still, um, you know, that's a large, large focus for us. And uh, what we're excited about here at Rocket, and it's a story we continue to tell, we're much more than mortgage. I mean, yeah. um, you know, we're a non-bank lender, obviously, but we also have Rocket Homes, which is buying and selling a home, working with real estate agents. We have Rocket Loans, which is personal loans. We have a, a, an organization, a company that we acquired and rebranded to Rocket Money, which is personal finance. We just launched a credit card 60 days ago, which has the, the, the best in class rewards program uh, for first time home buyers and existing home buyers where you can help, you know, put 5% for first time home buyers towards a new home or for existing homeowners, 2% cash back towards your principal. So those, those are exciting things that were not just mortgage. And so as if you yeah. think about, you know, the five, seven, 10 years, but you know, either first time home buyers or folks that are maybe in between, we have so many different products and services within the rocket portfolio that we can help our clients along their, you know, financial journey. Yeah. That, that's amazing. What's the name of that credit card, uh, Casey? Rocket, the rocket card. 
Love it. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Just launched it um, three weeks ago and, uh, and it's going really well. And, you know, I said, it's, it's, uh, it's an opportunity for people to either, you know, build up credit or, you know, utilize uh, their spending to rack up rewards and dollars to go towards a new home or, you know, existing mortgage uh, principal, which that's pretty unique, right? I mean, it's all about value, you know, building Definitely. value and using those rewards to make your life better. Uh, no, I love, love to hear that. I wanted to get that out to the listeners there. So, marketing goals this year right we're into going into q2 you talked about a little bit about some of the marketing strategies but you know what, what are some of the goals for the rocket companies this year yeah um you know from a from a brand standpoint i mean it's obviously a, a challenging marketplace um you know where you know obviously refinance is not as prolific as it has in the past but certainly uh home purchase um and we're you know here we are in april and you know uh we are right on the cusp of the uh, home buying season and so, you know, the focus there on purchase. So when we talk about goals, certainly from a brand standpoint, we're very fortunate with, you know, the amount of money we do spend and the, you know, we have very, we have high level of awareness, right? And share a voice, which is fantastic. But when it comes to this, let's be honest, this is not a QSR brand. This isn't a, you know, packaged goods. This is a mortgage, an intangible product that you can't taste, feel, drive, wear, whatever it might be. And people are very emotional, obviously, as it comes to, you know, the first or second largest purchase they'll ever make. So for us, we want to make sure that our brand, our brand dollars and our brand spend help improve like brand uh, a, a positive opinion and consideration. So as folks are thinking about, um, you know, if they're looking to get to home ready or buy or sell a home, obviously, as they have the short list of brands, you know, ideally, we want to continuously improve our positive opinion and consideration. Um, but the, you know, quite honestly, the vast majority of our spend is on acquisition, right? Um, yeah. Top of the, you know, top middle of the funnel acquisition, where you know, ideally, we're able to have that conversation with a, you know, prospective client, and if he, she, or they are not ready, well, as I mentioned earlier, all the products and services that we do have, we're able to have that nurturing conversation. So, going back to whether that's SMS, email, you know, one-to-one -one targeting, direct mail, whatever it might be, like, you know, like how do we create almost like personalized communication plans? for our clients, no matter where they are in their journey. I mean, the world that we're in is going to much more of a one-to-one, one-to-one, you know, one-to-one, we'll call targeting, but also one-to-one -one communications. We all want to be able to have that, that high level of personalization through a, you know, through a consumer journey. Yeah. And, and I know this is also very important to you, Casey, that in Rocket, you're constantly doing great things and, you know, providing fairness, equitable access yes. to mortgages for all customers, regardless of their background, right? Or financial, financial institutes, uh, financial situation, excuse me. Uh, how important is that to you? And there, I know it remains important, but talk to me about that. Yeah, um, well, it goes without saying beyond important is we think about um, uh, inclusivity, inclusivity and making sure that we uh we as an organization one is from a mortgage company but also we have a full more than profit philosophy here in in at rocket companies vince where you know we part of our non our uh, for more than profit philosophy is uh we believe in education helping address homelessness and making uh making sure like a great example is um you know our, our chairman and founder uh committed 500 million dollars to the city of detroit and, and Dan and Jennifer, and one of the first things they did as part of this endowment, if you will, to the city, they went and um, I'll call it erased, but they eradicated um, tax, back tax um, liens for 
hundreds if not thousands of residents in the city of Detroit that otherwise they wouldn't be able to climb out underneath maybe some debt and be able to further, uh, you know, further, um, you know, chase and, you know, experience the American dream. So um, we also have programs in some of the urban cores, Detroit, one of them where, you know, to encourage Detroit residents and offer them, uh, offer residents that may need additional assistance to have uh, additional funding resourcing and uh, resources to help get home ready. Um, and so that's a very important part of it in financial literacy. And quite honestly, one of the most important things we're doing here in the city of Detroit, um, the pandemic shined an unfortunate light, Vince, that, uh, you know, if you remember the height of the pandemic and, you know, you know, Detroit at the time, only, this is unfathomable, only 40% of Detroit residents have internet access. And if you think about how that affects children, adults for job search and everybody from five to 85 for telemed. And so one of the things that is part of a for more, for more for more than profit philosophy here in Detroit, um, I'm proud to say is now we're up to 70% uh, digital inclusivity in the city of Detroit. And that's one of our key initiatives that we have here at Rocket Companies is how to bring internet access to the urban cores. Yeah. And it's just helping rise all the ships. So that's a long way around of like, there are many programs that it's, it's core to who we are. It's, you know, helping the community, but also, you know, clients that, you know, help them get ready, if you will, if they're not in a position to be ready to, uh, you know, help, uh, you know, achieve their dream of being a homeowner. Yeah. No, that, that, that's amazing. I love hearing that. And again, I, I love the focus on Detroit and the United States. I, I love that. That's, um, that's great. And you're right. I mean, how do people, how do people, you know, do schooling during those times when you don't have internet access and you can't, it's virtual, which is tough to begin with. And now it's, it's like, I mean, that was a, of, that was, that was an unfortunate spotlight that wasn't Detroit was not, um, you know, it was not exclusive to Detroit. No. I mean, you saw that all around the country, particularly with children that had to go home and they didn't have internet access or they didn't have hardware. It's not just internet access, but it's also um, hardware. It's also having digital literacy um, in that, you know, that, that, that to me, that's a good thing that has come out of the pandemic is it, it, it really fast forwarded, fast forwarded a lot of um, planning and, and effort and investment in, you know, cities across this country that were woefully behind with having digital inclusivity. Yeah, exactly. Some lighter questions, Casey, on the personal yeah. side, right? So this is our, the question that people love the most on the marketing okay. People come up to me all the time and said, you know, this is great. I teach my salespeople this now. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. you're a CMO, major company. You probably, uh, LinkedIn, you probably get so many unsolicited oh, yeah. messages to get your attention. What is one that actually gets your attention? And what is one that you just hate or more than one that you just hate out there? Uh, yeah, it's, um, I am, uh, my wife will tell you, and uh, my assistant will tell you, I'm overactive when it comes to social media. Um, I'm more of a mid adopter, but I enjoy it. Like I, I use Facebook more personally and Instagram more in for a, from a personal standpoint. Same. I love LinkedIn. Um, you know, people ask me all the time, like, why do you use so much time? Why do you spend so much time on LinkedIn? And I go, well, one is like, it's, it's the world, it's the Rolodex that you and I grew up with. Like, I mm -hmm. still have a shoebox of hundreds of business cards. One of these days I'll figure out what to do with it. But I've always used, I mean, that's my virtual um, Rolodex, but man, I learned so much on LinkedIn and I love engaging and I love doing storytelling. I love sharing 
um, you know, who I am and what I'm blessed enough to do here at Rocket uh, with, you know, in the LinkedIn community. Um, but I get, man, I get a lot of messages, make no mistake. Um, I go through them two, three times a day. You know, what, what grabs your attention? Um, what grabs your attention are those that you can tell they've spent the time to understand who you are. They've researched the company uh, or they understand the brand and they're trying to bring forth an idea, a thought, a case study or something that is very relatable to your brand or your company. Um, the ones that, you know, like, you know, make my eyes roll in the back of my head are the ones that say, it looks like you may be, you know, according to my blah, 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 you, mm -hmm. you know, you may be the in charge of Mark and you know, whatever. And it's like, <laughs> if not, can you please point me toward, it's very like spammy. Yeah. Um, you know, but I engage quite a bit. I don't answer every email. I try, um, you know, I, and I, I try, or I'll pick up things and, or I'll inquire, or I'll pass them on to teams, you know, like a, a functional area of like, Hey, check this out. Like I really saw this really cool way of, uh, you know, content development or, Hey, have you seen this, you know, influence, whatever it might be. Yeah. I, I get hit up a lot, but I use a lot too. Like people laugh, but when we're in the Super Bowl every year or when we have in the past, I, I Lincoln bomb in that I figure out who's in the Super Bowl. Let's say there's 65 advertisers. And if I know some people, great through yeah. the conferences, what have you, but I literally send emails to CMOs all over the country. Cause I'm like, Hey, Hey, I see you're with whatever uh, Dunkin' Donuts and we're going to be in the game. You're in the game. Hey, you want to do some banter the day of? I saw your spot release. I'll show you mine. We don't release nice. ours. So I use it a lot to network and to bounce ideas off of it. I'm, you know, I'm fortunate that, you know, via conferences or doing these types of things, I've, I've got to know other CMOs. I just had dinner last night with a Cadillac CMO of which, you know, we just talked to marketers just yeah. talking about, you know, wins, losses, pain points, and bouncing ideas off of each other. And forums like LinkedIn and stuff like that are a great, a great opportunity, but yeah, like people laugh, you know, like the, the stuff you can get, you know, what do people tell you? I'm curious. What is like the most common, what is the, like, the most common thing your guests say? No, the, common, the, the common thing, like no one, here's something they'd never say, Casey. They're always, they're like, Oh, just send me 12 messages and I'll respond. You keep sending me that email saying like, you know, uh, A, you don't want to talk. B, you're busy. It's like mm -hmm. uh, the the more personalized. Everyone says that. Uh, me, I always give my opinion because some people are like, well, what's yours? I'm like, well, I don't like when it's different fonts. Hi, Vincent. And then it's <laughs> like a different, I'm like, come on, man. And, you know, or, or get my name right. You don't have to get my last name right. That's yeah. Pietro Fessa. I get it. But get Vincent right. Don't call me Peter. Don't, don't mess up my name. No, my my favorite yeah. is when I get ones that don't have my name right. I I don't know why. I it just like I'll reply. I'm like, who the hell is Peter? And tell him to stop. Like I'll do something really funny just yeah. to see if I get a response. Yeah. You know, like because I know someone's embarrassed or mortified, or it's you know it's some sales Salesforce or CRM tool that yeah, kicks so it out. Yeah, so this like implements. I know sometimes. Yeah, I'm like, like fix your tool. Yeah, it's like, hi, Vincent, VP of product. I'm like, well, wait, why am I? Who, no one talks like that. No one puts my title in in, in a conversation. That's yeah. That would be crazy. So, Casey, what about uh, hobbies? I know you're a big sports fan. You, you love Detroit. Yeah. I think Detroit Lions are on the up and coming. They beat the mm -hmm. Giants this year. I was very mad at that. Yeah. I'm a big and the, Giants the, And the Jets. Yeah, I'm People not mad at that. That's right. I'm not mad at that at all, but, uh, you know. But what do you like to do in your uh, spare time? Some hobbies? Uh, I'm a I'm a big sports guy, as you mentioned. Um, you know, I've like, and my kids, I got a 16 year old and a 12 year old, and 
you know, the 16 year old is too cool for school with me. And so now I hang with my 12 year old primarily. And thankfully um, it's been just the last couple of years. He's I've, I've been able to turn him into a sports guy. Thank God. Cause you know, I was like, I was starting to go to things by myself. And, um, and so we love traveling uh, and going to sporting events. You know, I'm a father of two teenage kids. So family and spending time with them is very important to me. And, you know, what do I, personal things, um, you know, say, you know, I'm 51 years old and I've gone through my waves of, you know, things. I'm really starting to play a ton of paddle tennis, which is great for old dudes like me. Uh, you know, there's not as much running north and south, east and west. Yeah. Um, you know, Michigan here, you get about three good months of golf. And so I broke out the sticks this weekend and, uh, you know, I'll play once, uh, once a week, maybe on weekends. There's nothing better than, you know, four hours with friends or people mm-hmm. to get to, you know, just spend some quality time. But Quite honestly, it's a, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate. I'm blessed enough to be married for 24 years and have two great kids. And, you know, I'm, you know, I really just enjoy spending time with my family. I work hard, work long hours. Um, and, but that's where, you know, those times together are important. Yeah, no, I love hearing that. I, I, I echo that. I have two boys. Uh, I don't know if you said boy, you said, you said once a boy, a girl and a boy. Yeah. Yeah, I have, uh, I have two kids, two little boys, uh, and they keep me busy. I have a six and a three-year-old, and uh, I live in New York City, and everything's the same. So you do work hard, uh, but you, you uh, long hours, but you enjoy your time with them, and uh, mm-hmm. just starting to do the whole sporting events with them. Until yeah, in a few just, years, just, Casey, then they tell me they're not interested in any of it anymore. Yeah, you got about the, you got about six years one. left with the one. Once they once they hit about twelve or thirteen, yeah. you know, my daughter, she's well, seventeen now, and we primarily communicate through a door or text message. You know, so. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I also have that right now. What I do is I probably shouldn't do this. I'll tell my my oldest. I was like, "Oh, you don't want to come with me? I'll just take Hayden with me." He's like, "No, no, 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 no." You know, and, that work that only works for a little bit, and then you get <laughs> then then it's the they don't care. Yeah, they, and they're then, like, and "Fine, then, take them. I don't care. I'll go with my friends." I'm like, "What?" Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's tough, but <laughs> Casey, uh, last question that I'd love to ask you in particular: What do you think makes a great leader? Mm. Um. I said, I I talked a little bit about earlier. Um, I, and this is the world according to Casey and, you know, you could talk to people that have been led by me or have witnessed my leadership and, you know, could refute it or, you know, give you a counterpoint. My, my, I believe I, I'm a big observer in that um, I I love watching a room. I like watching people operate um, in that. I, I, I felt like I've been very fortunate. I I was talking about this the other day mentorship you know i've been doing this for 30 years and i've never once you know gone up to a human and said vince will you be my mentor like you know like i was talking to i was talking to college kids about this and i'm like they're like oh mentorship i'm like yes it's very important and you will have a mentor your whole life but i've never asked one human to be my mentor Hmm. it's i've either when younger in my career i would watch you know senior leadership right and they were my mentor they didn't know it but i was observing them and da 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 and i was I've seen some great ones and I've seen some really shitty ones, right? Mm-hmm. We've all, we all are around leaders that are very good, very bad or in the middle. And, um, uh, and so I believe over the years, I became a leader at a young age. I was 27 years old. I was a vice president at the agency and I was leading people that were older than me. I, and in some cases had been in business longer than I'd been alive. That was a humbling experience. All of a sudden leading 10, 15 people that were older and in some cases, you know, 30 years of experience. Um, that was humbling to start with. And uh, I really believe over the years, I've, my leadership style has continues to evolve. Um, I believe in being humble. I believe in being a servant, uh, a servant leader in that if I am, 
I believe that the, the role of a leader is to be the best coach, teacher, leader, feedback giver, listener, and not be afraid to tell your friends or a colleague or a, someone that works for you or even your leader that he, she, or they have food on their face. Yeah. And be honest. If you, you know, and be honest. And, um, and I've, I've might, and, you know, even the other thing too is, you know, we're also, I've found myself evolving or with different generations. I remember when I was, I was the Gen X guy, right? And the boomers thought, you know, the end of the world was coming around because the Gen Xers were running around. And, you know, now I'm that guy. Now I'm the Gen X looking at, you know, <laughs> me too. You know, yeah. not the, not the, you know, millennials, but the Y's and the Z's and, you know, what's after yeah. that. And my leadership style has had to evolve because how I lead necessarily doesn't, you know, um, it doesn't always relate. It's not, may not be relatable to the younger generation. Yeah. And so how can I best relate to them? Because what motivated you, what motivates you might not motivate a 25 year old, you know, that's two years out of school and he's here, they're trying to find their footing in a, in a company or a culture. And um, so I learn, I learn a lot from the younger generations. Like I want to learn, like, how, you know, how, how do you want to be led? How do you want to be interacted with? How do you want to receive feedback? You know, those times have changed. And, yeah. and if you don't, and I believe if, as a leader, if you don't evolve and if you don't constantly try and you know, evolve and change or take the feedback to um, uh, adjust your leadership, you got to be careful. That's great advice, Casey. Yeah, no, I'm a Gen Xer myself. And now that I had take on a bigger leadership role here at Starista, it's yeah, it's trying to relate to different people. I feel like there's people who are older than me, a different generation here. There's uh, there's, you know, those millennials, Gen Z, and then I go home and, I, and then I talk to a six and a three year. It's oh yeah, it's just, you know, relating. I love the advice. Uh, we love talking to you, Casey. Thank you so much for spending some time with us here at Starista and the Marketing Stir. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Casey Herbis. He's the chief marketing officer at Rocket Mortgage. Check out Rocket Mortgage. You know who they are, other Rocket companies. I'm Vincent Petrofessa. AJ's in Boston. He'll be back. This has been an episode of The Marketing Stir. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to The Marketing Stir podcast by Starista. Please like, rate, and subscribe. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, please email us at themarketingstir at starista.com. And thanks for listening.